Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2, The Star-Spangled Man. With or without a plan. All that and more right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, buddy, how are you? It's a stressful day, sir. <laughs> it is a very stressful day. And in our producer chair, we have Jay Scotty St. Clair. How are you, man? Doing well. Uh, trying not to sweat it. You guys are, are handling this stressful situation with a, a lot of grace and dignity. Um, you guys are star-spangled men yourself, so I'm happy to be here with you. Thanks for having me back. Get your lips off my ass. <laughs> uh, I think I said that to you last episode, too. <laughs> Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. I think that's going to be uh, the thing is you're going to you're going to tell us how great we're doing. <laughs> pat us on the back. You guys are fine. Stop it. It's awful. It's all bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are uh, we're de- we're dealing with a lot of technical difficulties today. If you're watching this on video, you can probably see that I am not I'm in a weird close up uh, <laughs> because I'm having to use my phone for this today um, because I had two computers crash on me this morning. But we're moving. We're moving forward. We're moving forward. We're going to do this. So um, let's get into this episode. Let's just get right into it. Uh, what did you guys think of, uh, of the episode? What's your, what's your initial takes? How so many parts of this episode where I was like, I was watching tearing up mm. because like everything that was in front of me is just so beautiful. It's cinematic. It's grandiose. It's like, it's, it's there's so much good going on in this episode. But then also... There's so much just like, I want to punch his face again, bad. Um, mm. <laughs> and now, now there's two faces that I want to punch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there's, there's the one that's trying to be the best Captain America he can be. His word's not mine. And then there's his buddy that's just like, I'm Lamar. Or Hoskins. what was his last name? Hoskins. I'm Lamar Hoskins. And much like Falcon, I'm like... No, 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 no. I didn't ask what your name is. I asked, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Like, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, Battlestar. I was like, the hell is Battlestar? Pulled out my phone, Google real quick. And um, it it tracks. He's from the comics. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, the sidekick of uh, John Walker uh, when he was called, uh, like, the Super Patriot, I think is what his name was. Sounds correct, yeah. But uh, yeah, he he started as a a kid on the streets. The what was it like? They called themselves the Buckies, but they were like urban mm. commandos or some shit like that. Like uh, he he called himself Bucky. He took up the mantle of Bucky, and then eventually changed his name to Battlestar. I'm okay with them starting with Battlestar, but I still just want to punch his face. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well. I think that's gonna. I think that feeling is gonna continue through this entire series, the desire to punch faces. Um, but I actually thought it was they made him a much more complex character this episode. I oh, mean, yeah. obviously more complex than last episode. Last episode he was just a step forward and wink. Right. But like they did give him some things to do, um, and like g- gave us a, a glimpse into who he is and the the fact that he really does seem to want to do a good job and, and care. He's not, but he also seems prideful. Those last moments when he told the told the guys to stay out of his way, it's like, mm, nope, no sir. All that good faith that you built up lost. You, you, <laughs> he did. He built up good faith throughout this episode, and I was like, okay, he's trying, he's trying. And then, yeah, nope, that that was rough. Uh, what do you think, Jay Scotty? Yeah, just kind of piggybacking off of what you just said. It's kind of like what Sam said. You. you he does so good until the last line. It's like, oh, you're building <laughs> yeah. up so much goodwill, and you had to add that little that little dig at the end there. But um, as far yep. as the episode as a whole goes, like I just continue to be impressed with with these Disney series. You know, following the legacy of of WandaVision, they take uh, these characters that you know we spent time with in the movies, but we actually get to like get more context and nuance, and and actually get to spend this time with them. And these shows on the surface, they look like you know it's going to be a buddy comedy, but then within this episode we get the full spectrum we get comedy we get really raw emotional moments and then i continue to be very impressed with the with the action we got two really really good action sequences so um on top of that the the music continues to be stellar so i'm i'm real happy 
Sweet. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Me too. All right, well, uh, Jay Scotty is going to recede into the feedback cave, and he is going to help us uh, help us round up some live feedback for this episode. And me and Jeff are going to continue to break down this episode. Let's all wave at Jay Scotty as he goes away. Bye, Jay Scotty. Yeah, <laughs> I'll uh, have my mission report <laughs> March 26, 2021. Yes. Uh, speaking of Zemo, we got the man's face in this episode. Yeah, we did. Right at the end, we got there. a little little glimpse of Zemo. Little, I like I like that they put the the chessboard in front of him and kind of made him a big deal. Um, uh, Nathaniel Muzzy in the Scener chat when we were watching the episode was like, I I love that they're making him so seem so much more scary and imposing and terrifying than he was in the movie Civil War. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he just he wasn't that. Like, he didn't seem like that big a deal, I guess, in Civil War. But, um... Huh. But, like, you know, in in Civil War, he was actually, like, he was the mastermind, of, you know, behind the whole thing. Sure. Like, well, he's never been physically imposing, right. but he is definitely, you know, a threat. And, and, I mean, especially, like, he knows how to trigger Bucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully not anymore, but, like, that's a threat. Um, and of course his just like manipulation and behind the scenes maneuvering that like caused the Avengers to, uh, to like implode, be split and really possibly cause the blip. If we really look at it that way, like he's sort of responsible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Cause, um, you know, Steve said, we'll do that together too. And then he wasn't there cause Zemo. That's right. It's all Zemo's fault. Um, it's yeah. all Hydra's fault, really. It's all Bucky's fault. Right. It's a, it's all of their faults. Like we, they just need to share. <laughs> yeah, share share the responsibility. Oh, and we haven't even mentioned yet Isaiah Bradley showing up. Oh which my god! We've been saying like, are they going to go there? Are they going to tackle the Isaiah Bradley story? Um, and it looks like they're you know they're still sort of they haven't really gotten into the exact uh, situation of it. Um, but man, uh, him being a super soldier and them discussing how America treated him differently because he was black. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's great to see them like going directly at that story and, uh, and to, to see what, what does that mean for, um, Falcon taking up the mantle and what does that mean for how it will affect his uh, relationship to the shield and everything? I'm, I'm yeah. very excited about the fact that they're, they're going there. Yeah, I I remember when uh like when we were saying that Sam was saying the the legacy of that shield is complicated in the mm-hmm. um in the the yard of that house in in New Orleans from the look of it. Um like we were we were thinking that he's going to be somehow related to Isaiah and you know not having known it or whatever. But the way that they did it in this episode was so much more impactful. And, and it was, it was so much more just raw. You could see on Sam's face when, when he he came to the realization of exactly who Isaiah was and what Isaiah was. And, you know, the fact that there's been a black super soldier around for decades, like he said, decades and nobody told him like, this is somebody that Falcon could have looked up to. Yeah. Not even, not even Steve knew. Like, this is somebody that he could have looked up to as a, as a child, he could have had a hero that looks like him, but he hasn't, he hasn't had that. He hasn't had like the kid on the street when they were walking up there, he was like, Hey, you're black Falcon. And he's like, why am I black Falcon? It's just Falcon. And like, there's that, you know, that subtle, well, not so subtle, but this episode was a lot less subtle. We, we, we talked a lot about on the last couple episodes, like how direct are they going to go at that stuff? And it seems like they're going pretty direct. Just with the introduction of Isaiah, like it, I've I've no doubt. Um, for those of you, I guess you don't know Isaiah Bradley in the comics, it was the or- original super soldier who was experimented on. His like platoon was experimented on before uh, Steve was given the serum. Now I, I don't know if they'll go there. I, I wonder if this is like all we'll get, or if we'll get like a backstory. Also, it looked like his grandson was there, who's a big deal in the comics. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Elijah. They didn't say his name in this, I don't believe. But uh, I wonder no. if... I'm, I'm assuming that is Elijah, though. Yeah. 
I, I think we're left to assume that that's Elijah. Uh, just the, the fact that Isaiah is here is like hugely impactful to the thought that we are going to get young Avengers. Like right. we've been saying young Avengers is coming. Um, but now, I mean, Elijah Bradley, uh, as you, as some people uh, out there may not know, Elijah Bradley is the grandson of Isaiah, got a blood transfusion uh, because he needed one for whatever medical reason. Uh, he got a blood transfusion from Isaiah. He's probably going to need one at the same time that She-Hulk needs one. Right, right. Just yeah. <laughs> get them all done at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> you get a bulk discount if you uh, get all the yeah, superhero blood transfusions. It's at the buy same one time. get one free. Really, it's yeah. uh, there's a coupon <laughs> for for blip returners. Uh, but no, he got a blood transfusion from his grandfather because he was the only match, and uh, from that he gained some sort of you know super soldier ish superpowers. Like, and then he becomes patriot and starts to lead the the team of young Avengers. Um, so you know we're we're looking at a at a handing the torch kind of uh i think maybe this whole phase might be handing the torch to a new set of avengers you know because we had so many before that were um you know their their contracts are up in the in a meta sense but um they're also you know they like tony's dead cap's gone or retired Mm -hmm. or whatever he's on the moon like we said um (laughs) Well, it's like it's like he's uh, it's like um, Falcon said at the beginning of the series, we need new heroes for this time. Yeah, and uh, exactly, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, if if they're actually going there. I mean, like, how big of a deal is it if that was actually Elijah Bradley and they're planning Young Avengers? Like, how big of a deal is it that we just saw him for the first time? You know, um, uh, yeah, I think we might get that character returning and and, and like ex giving us more exposition about the, uh, you know, about the, uh, uh Isaiah Bradley storyline and everything. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine if they're, if that's Elijah Bradley, that that's all we'll see him in this series. You know, he was such a small part of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm, the way that, the way that Sam reacted where, um, you know, he, he says Isaiah, and then Isaiah is like, "Get out of my house." I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna revisit that. I think that he's Sam is gonna go back and talk to him and try to have some sort of, um, you know, try to build some sort of relationship with him so that you know he can understand kind of what he's getting into. And like that scene, all of all of that, all of the Black Falcon stuff from the kid, where you know he says, "What are you, Black kid?" Like hilarious by the way (laughs) like the way that he got him but um Mm. all of that was the the not subtle racist or the not subtle racism debate um but then earlier when he and or no sorry later when he's talking to bucky in the uh in the therapy scene um when bucky's like you know, why'd you give up the shield? You threw it away like it was nothing. And he says, this might be something that you and Steve will never understand, but can I trust you to believe that I thought that I was doing the right thing or I was doing what I thought was right? Like, it's not, it, it seems to me, my, my understanding of it, uh, and I may be wrong, but it seems to me that Sam wants to build his own legacy. He wants to build a name for himself he doesn't want it handed to him from Steve Rogers. He wants to be the Falcon. And that's mm. why he balked at, um, at John Walker uh, saying, you know, it'd be real nice if, uh, if I had Cap's wingman beside me. And it's mm. like, I'm not Cap's wingman. I'm the Falcon. You know, like, I'm a hero in my own right. I'm not an extension of Cap. I'm not an extension of Steve. Like, that's what he wants is, is his own legacy built. And, like, I can respect the hell out of that, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't gotten that, I guess, from the show yet. I feel like I haven't seen that in him in the show. I can definitely see that as a possible motivation for him, but I haven't uh, seen that in him. I, th- I see, like, um, it seems more, like, when, when, he, when he describes why he's giving up the shield in the first episode, uh, he says, uh, you know, the, the, these symbols mean nothing without the people behind them, and, like, this this is Steve's symbol, um, and it seemed more like he was trying to pass on the idea of uh, trying to 
take Steve's legacy or or take up Steve's legacy. I haven't seen that in him where he's like, I need to establish my own. But you you may be right. I, I think that's. I mean, it could be both. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, for sure. I just I guess I haven't heard him say anything that would that would lead me to that. But I but yeah, it's possible. I I feel like it's 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 really subtle, like. You know, the, the stuff in Baltimore was not quite so subtle, but I, I feel like the, the turmoil that Sam is feeling is a bit more, um, you know, it's, it's a bit more of that subtle uh, working out things internally before bringing them out. Um, and and I, I say that because, or I say the, the things about Legacy because that's, that was his whole focus in, uh, in New Orleans was uh, his family. And that's saying, true. like that's a good this point. This is his parents' legacy. You know, I'm not going to let you throw that away. You know, all of that. Like, I feel like that's his his motivation. Anyway, yeah, no, um, no, no, it's a good point. It's a it's an interesting. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week, but the idea that he like is trying so hard to hold on to the legacy of his parents and trying to pass on the legacy of Cap. Um, and there's also he like you said he says that line. Do you trust that I thought I was doing the right thing? Uh, we've talked about the idea that like maybe there was some contingencies connected to him giving up the shield. Like maybe if he hadn't given up the shield, they wouldn't have given pardons to all the people that needed pardons. You know, maybe like right. maybe it wasn't just him. Maybe he was doing the right thing, and maybe it's a secret. You know, maybe he's still keeping a secret from Bucky. Um, maybe not. Maybe that's all just conjecture that will our it will be our new Mephisto. But like, I still think <laughs> there's there's the possibility that there's something that went on that we don't know yet. Um, something that, uh, a line that echoed last episode to me that we hadn't really talked about in the sort of racial discussion of the bank scene, uh, is when the banker says, I'm on your side, you're a hero. I mean, you're a hero. Right. And then in this episode, the police pull up on them and the police Ugh. say, you know, they're, 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 they're getting into it and he's like, oh wait, do you know who this is? And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I missed. I didn't know who you were. I without. I didn't the goggles. recognize you without the goggles. And and it was just like, okay. So I think that those two through lines is like he is finding his value, or other people are finding his value in his like position as a hero. Yeah. And not as the man that he is. Right. And I think like they're definitely playing with something with his like legacy and identity, what that means for the world around him to interact with him. Yeah. You know, it's his celebrity status is, is being put up on this pedestal. Um, that's the, the major thing that, that we're seeing. And it really like, it sucks. That's, you know, that's how it happens in the world too. Like your celebrity status is what people care about. Uh, whether or not you're just a guy in the world, like meh, whatever. Um, it just, it's, uh, I, I think that Isaiah probably said it best, and this might get some controversy uh, in our, <laughs> in our feedback, is that Isaiah said, you think you can just wake up and decide who you want to be one day? And he said, well, maybe people like you can do that. And I mean, it's, uh, it sucks that that's the way it is, but like, that, that is... That is what Isaiah and yeah. Falcon have to deal with is they can't, you know, choose to not be black and, and choose to be something else. Like that's, they, they have to deal with it. Right. One of our five star reviews on, uh, on iTunes, um, this past week, uh, somebody who was thanking us for, for talking about the racial discussion and having the, the tough conversations. Um, he said to all the people out there who want Marvel to be an escapism thing, uh, people of color don't get to escape. You know, this is the world that they deal with every day. They, you know, they're always treated differently. There's no escapism for them. And like that really, yeah, that really hit, you know, that, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, yeah, by the way, we, we hadn't really mentioned it, uh, but we had a ton of feedback and I, I, we normally, I guess, saving it for the feedback cast. We got a ton of feedback on last week and we got a few negative things, but for the vast majority of you guys sent your support and saying like, yeah, have these conversations. Like it's. It's part of the show. We don't want you to like shy away from it. That wouldn't be appropriate. Um, and so, so we appreciate you guys' support in that because we're we're not we don't plan to, uh, regardless. But like, uh, really, really made us 
made us feel cared for by the Panda community. And even, honestly, even the people that re- reached out and disagreed with us on some things, most of the Pandas were still like, but still, discuss what you need to discuss. We appreciate the conversation, and that, that meant a lot to me. Even the people who very much disagreed with some things that were said last week, uh, a lot of people still wrote in like, yeah, but still appreciate the conversation, and that's just, it's super cool. Yeah. I really appreciate this community a lot. I think we were at a good uh, turning point to actually talking about the uh, the story of the Flag Smashers. Yeah, sure. I uh, I thought the I thought the Flag Smasher stuff was interesting. Um, I still see them as like not really that bad. And this episode particularly, they really made them out to seem more heroic uh, than even the previous episode with with like the guy dying for her and like the the uh, the sort of like uh people that they're sort of people's champions yeah. in a way yeah. you know man uh with that that scene where they were uh kind of in that safe house or whatever when the guy was like one world and uh-huh. they were like one people like oh uh, i i kind of i kind of agree with that you know <laughs> like they're supposed yeah. to be this villainous organization uh but yeah I don't feel that. Like, I feel like, I feel like this new Captain America, quote unquote, John Walker is, is more the, the antagonist. And, um, uh, I think there's just a, a misunderstanding or a, um, you know, there's a, there's a Killmonger, uh, situation going on here where they've got the right idea, but they may be doing the wrong things. I think. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. They, they, it's like, I think what, if done artfully, this could be a story about the new cap, John Walker, uh, being like America first. And then this other group being like, destroy all countries. And then like, uh, our, our heroes finding themselves in between those two things. You know what I mean? Like the the value of symbols and the value of legacy and the value of 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 our country, and but also balancing that uh, against like protecting all people and reaching out to people when needed and hel- helping across yeah. borders and things like that. Like it, it could definitely be a as you said, Killmonger situation where they're pushing in a certain direction, but maybe they go about it. Uh, yeah. In the wrong it, way. It reminds me of that whatever. phone conversation we had last night of the, the militant moderate. <laughs> you know, our, our guys, our guys yes. find themselves directly <laughs> in the middle. Like, I kind of agree with both sides, but maybe we could come together on a, a way to do this the right way, you know, so that we don't, you know, yeah, yeah. we don't go crazy either direction. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, we're soldiers. We're American soldiers, both of us, you know, like they, 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 them, not us. <laughs> we, Sorry, no yeah. stolen valor here. Right. Uh, the the characters are like, uh, we're we're both American soldiers. We see the value in America and and the ideals of America, but like also, I think John Walker is going to go too far. Um, they mention at the end, they say, um, w- w- it doesn't make sense for us to work together because you have, uh, you have certain rules that yeah. you need to abide by. But what I think is interesting is I think once we get out there, it's going to be them. And their morals and their rules that end up having them abide by different choices, I guess. Um, We have a different set of rules. They're internal, not written down anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not the the rules of engagement that they're going to have to be concerned with. It's like their internal moral compasses that are not going to allow them to, uh, you know, just go after these people so hard when they realize that these people are actually just trying to help people. Although the Flag Smashers did have a, a line, um, you know, uh, they said something about tomorrow. After tomorrow, uh, there's, no com- there's no turning back, which means, to me, it means they may be doing something fairly extreme in the, yeah. like, soon in the show. So, yep. what is the very extreme thing, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and we... Like it's still regarding the the flag smashers, we still don't know much about them. Um, other, we know now that, or at least it's implied that this this leader Carly Morgenthau um, stole probably Super Soldier Serum from 
this power broker person? Yes. So the power broker was mentioned. That's big. Yeah, the power broker's men was what they they said, but she got a she got a text or a couple of texts that said you stole something from me. I'm going to find you and kill you. Um and that's when she was in the safe house. So I I I assume at least that she was part of a group or she she was the one who stole a super soldier serum and gave it to these these people that she's with um and who uh, you know this power broker is the guy that had it and um now wants it back or wants to kill her for for taking it mm-hmm. um uh, it's we you know we don't know much about him i i said I think I said last week, like, I'm going to have to go read a bunch of comics. I haven't read a single comic this week. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm bad at, like, following through on that. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's good that we're not, like, getting too buried in the books. Because that's kind of what happened with WandaVision. We got real buried in, like, what's what's possible from comics and didn't, like, really analyze what was going on on screen as much. Uh, yeah, no, that's I, my so. thing now. That's my... That's my... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my... my, my yeah, that's my... <laughs> that's my new moniker is the uh, the book man. <laughs> the book broker yeah uh, the book broker <laughs> okay i say we turn to the chat and see what's go what's been going on see what other people are saying about this episode well then it is time for a word from our sponsor and our sponsor this week is ritual uh rituals clean Vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. I say this all the time, but I need things that are easier in my life. My ADHD brain does not do well with planning or remembering to restock things. That is why I love these companies uh, that we work with. And Ritual is another great company that's making this thing easier. I have a bad habit of going out and buying a bottle of multivitamin, taking them, and then forgetting to ever buy another one. And this is wonderful, because you can go to their website, you tell them uh, a little bit about yourself, and then it immediately starts shipping you this bottle of multivitamins every month. It's really, really wonderful. Really makes it really easy to stay on a regimen and get the uh, vitamins that you want to have in your body. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients in forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in the diet with no shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping, always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So you got nothing to lose. Give them a try. They have this wonderful minty taste that you will absolutely love. And I know Jeff constantly talks about how he can't stop smelling the bottle, but he keeps it on his desk as a little (laughs) pick-me-up. So get key nutrients without the bs ritual is offering our listeners 10 percent off during your first three months visit ritual.com slash mcu cast to start your ritual today uh that's 10 percent off in your first three months at ritual.com slash mcu cast well in order to turn to the chat we gotta get jay scotty st Clair. jay scotty st Clair, what's up buddy oh man at ease, soldier. I was trying to do my <laughs> my most uh, douchey wink there, but I don't know how it came across. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, it's it's been good. We've had some uh, some good discussion in the chat. Um, not surprising with the the nature of the show. Um, just as I kind of mentioned, it, it the full spectrum. We got some thirst comments. We got some comments highlighting the humor. We got some comments <laughs> that uh, dove into the the more ethical and civil rights as well as the political sides of things. So, um, yeah, let me just go ahead and get into it here unless you guys have any. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right off the bat, we've got, uh, RG hose, uh, one, one, two. They say, bro, my heart broke when Bucky said, if Steve is wrong about you, he's wrong about me. Oh Mm. God. That is such a crucial line. Yeah. For that mental state. Oh, my God. It makes me really wonder how, how Steve said goodbye to Bucky. 
Because we don't really ever get that moment. And I, I really wonder if we'll get it in this series because, like, I want to know what he said to Bucky. Because in a way, like, that, that line could be taken a few ways. Because Steve also decided not to give the shield to Bucky, which, you know, was, 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 it was a possibility from comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, Steve clearly chose Sam for his legacy. But based on that line, it sounds like Steve believed in Bucky, which we know he did because he fought for him so hard in Civil War. Um, yep. He relied on him a lot in the in the end, um, in Infinity War, and 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 you know in the yeah, final battle. I would hearken it back to that that scene in Civil War, especially when they're in uh, was it? Bure- I always mess up the name of that city. Was it Buc- Bucharest? That sounds right. Yeah, um, and he's basically like. You know, having that recognition that, oh, you're Steve. And he's like, you don't want to hurt anybody. He's like, people always get hurt. And it's like, Steve immediately had that faith in him all along, even when he didn't have it himself, when he was completely clueless. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I like you, I'm kind of curious about how much time they've actually got to spend together. Because we know we spent the majority of his time in, in Wakanda. And even Sam highlighted, you know, the last time he stole the shield, he and Steve were on the run for two years. So how much time did they really get to spend together, you know? he's probably basing that entire thing off of what Steve did for him in civil war. I would have to imagine. Mm. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Unless there was some final scene that we never saw and and a goodbye that that would be a beautiful way to end this series for Bucky is like to finally get that flashback of like what Steve said, goodbye, how Steve said goodbye to Bucky. That would be cool. Um, What, what does the end of the line look like? You know? Oh man. With you to the end of the line would be, it would be so, uh, so sad. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think Bucky knows where, uh, where Cap is and like goes to visit him in the old folks home every now and again? Or is if Cap he's still around? Dead? I would certainly if he's still hope around so. it. And he, he'd have to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now he just, he wrote him off. He's like, ah, you're old now. Can't, uh, can't hang out with you. <laughs> The real question, does Sharon Carter visit him, and how awkward is it now? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Uncle Steve. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, if if Sam comes in, he's going to be like, didn't, I think, didn't you kiss him? <laughs> she kissed him, right? Like, looks at Bucky. Bucky's like, God, I, Sam, don't make it I, weird. I feel I like we you. need that scene. I feel like we need that awkward scene now. That would be so yeah. wonderful. <laughs> That shield has a complicated <laughs> legacy. Sorry. Oh, no. Scott, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, don't take it there. It's I'm weird sorry. now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you broke it. So sorry. Man, well, uh, <laughs> interesting you bring that up. That, that line that's in the trailers, you know, the shield has a complicated legacy. That's said at, like, uh, Sam's New Orleans home while he's practicing with the shield. But we have not seen that scene. So, like, does that mean that that was... I mean, you know, we know that Marvel likes to lie to us. So that scene could be totally fabricated. Or is that a scene that's left to come? I think that's going to be the end of the series. That does seem like it could be, like, the very end of the series, right? Or, yeah. or But that would be weird if they showed the very end of the series in, in the uh, trailer. Anyway, just a, just a weird thought I just realized. No, we I just... I, I think that, that he's going to be throwing the thing around and... um. That that catch that he did, where it seemed like the camera was coming in toward him, and he catches the shield with two hands, like oof, got you know almost hit in the chest with it. Mm. I think that's going to be the last shot of the series, oh, and okay. it's going to hit credits right there. That'd be cool. Yeah, Muzzy Nat said it in the chat. I hope they didn't show us the end of the show. I really hope so too. Yeah. Because now that I think about it, like that seems like that's the end of the show, especially since it seems like the arc is John Walker has the cap shield, and then it, he's got to decide whether to like. Unless they just steal it like they talked about, and then he has a little time with it uh, in the middle of the season. But that is weird that we don't have it right now. Uh, what else we got in the chat, Jay Scotty? Uh, yeah, so Mr. Matthew Fox, uh, a.k.a. the Ethical Panda, he's uh, chiming in with, uh, he thinks that Stan and Kirby, referring to Stan Lee and Jack Kirby from the, the comics, would be so proud of this episode. The episode is in the best traditions of Marvel using a great story and allegory to comment at real-world topics, race, trauma, and mental health, military, nationalism. This show is going to lead to so many good discussions. So. And it Absolutely. already has. So, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Um, it's also going to lead to a lot of uh, positive and negative feedback on our show. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, speaking of speaking of discussions and conversations, I think they're doing um, over on uh, Matthew Fox, who just sent that in, is doing a they're doing looks like they might be doing an episode by episode watch of this because it is so tied in with these ethical issues. Um, and so superhero ethics, if you guys want to check that out, uh, they'll be doing, it looks like maybe weekly episode, uh, discussions on this show. That's, Very I know cool. they recorded one last night after they watched. So that seems like the perfect oh, yeah, show okay. for it. So, oh, oh yeah, 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 for sure. There's a, there's a lot to talk about with this one, uh, in regard to that. Um, I, I, I find myself pulling back to like, try not to get too in the weeds on it. Cause you know. I'm not a an academic ethicist. I'm not a uh, I'm not like extremely well versed in the world of politics. It shouldn't be political, but it is. Um, so I'm like I'm kind of like holding back and just like saying what bursts forth. But uh, those guys <laughs> are really going to get into the weeds on that. So you know, if you have strong feelings in either direction and want to hear other people have strong feelings, like go check them out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is any of Super our ethics. feedback, Jay Scotty, involving the Global Repatriation Council, the GRC? Uh, I didn't see any comments that mention that specifically, but I, I have my own theories that uh, Power hey, Broker is going to be tied into that. And uh, Muzzy did Ooh. have a good comment regarding uh, Power Broker, if you want to get into that. Um, Hit me. Sure. So he said, Carly from the Flag Smasher shares a last name with Power Broker from the comics. I'm guessing she's his daughter and he's who texts her. Um, and then he, he goes on to say, my theory is her dad created the Flag Smashers for New Cap to fight and to make nationalism appealing. And she broke off and stole the Super Soldier Serum. But that's all conjecture. But we know Muzzy's pretty versed in the, in the comic source material. So... Um, <laughs> Didn't Matt say, like, we're not going to turn to the comics for what could be? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> he, said, he said specifically, we're never looking at comics again. Never, no, yes, we're never talking about a comic book again on the show. <laughs> okay. okay. I think that's what I said, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that, those were your exact words. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Never talking about comics again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jeff, so, was there? Yeah, I was going to say, was there something specific you wanted to say about the GRC? No, yeah, no. I just, I, I, I find it very interesting that um, you know that's not something that we heard talked about in uh, in Spidey or in WandaVision. Like there is a council, a global council, even on getting people kind of resituated after the blip. Like you know, we we always we always kind of laughed at like people just kind of pop back in, but like if the world had moved on for five years, like where would we be at that stage when half the people come back and like, they're expecting to have homes. They're expecting to have jobs. They're expecting to have lives that just aren't there anymore. Like that makes half the world uh, a bunch of refugees, like they said. And, you know, to, to tie into the power broker discussion of him being part of the, the GRC, Specifically, John Walker uh, was saying that they're moving resources, you know, they're, they're distributing resources and radical um, revolutionaries is, I think is what he called Sounds them. Right. Um, but he said they don't work for anybody, like they're, they're not good for anybody. And Sam says that's usually something that's said by the people with the resources. So it's a, a discussion of resources more than anything. Um, and the power broker is the one that's in control of the powers, right. you know, like he decides who gets powers or whatever. So like that might be the resources that, that he's dealing with or uh, that the GRC is dealing with. But like, I, I feel like John Walker is going to come into uh, like, there, there's going to be a lot of contention coming into uh, some sort of being a super soldier, you know, for him or for Battlestar or for, hell for torres like there's all these there's all this precedent in comics for those guys to have some sort of power um and i think that power broker and the grc are definitely going to be a big part of that because it's a it's a you know it's a problem of resources right right i just love that they're going to tackle uh the real like effects on the regular civilians after the blip you know like the, the all these people coming back and the the gr the idea of the grc like that, the entire idea of just like 
trying to rebuild the world and repatriate everyone and like put everything back like it was. Um, that all seems very, very uh, just interesting. Just like super cool to like actually get a show that gets to tackle that. Because when the movies happen, it's just like, oh, the, literally, you snap your fingers, they fix the world. Like, that's not how it would work. And this show is like le- letting us nope. know that that's not how it works. Mm. Like if it had been a few days, it would have been fine. Because God, we were we were sad for you know three weeks, but no, it's been five years. Like. There, there are, there are people that have been trying to move on. Yeah, you know. Well, and I keep thinking of like crops, like yeah. Fi- yeah. After five years, you would reduce the number of crops you're making and stuff. Like there wouldn't be as much corn and wheat because you'd have half the half the people in the world, and then like yep. suddenly all the people are back. Like how do you distribute enough food for everyone? You know. Yeah, I mean that's that is a part of the part of the question that they're they're dealing with i think that that's the the big thing that the grc is going to be working for is you know making sure that the resources are properly uh uh, distributed and you know that everybody gets something um it's just it's real uh it's it's kind of scary like the thought of that like the world might go into more chaos at this point you know Mm mm-hmm uh, if we want to change gears to uh, Dollar General America, we don't have Katie Rose in the in the chat this time around to <laughs> embrace that moniker, but we do have some comments uh, regarding uh, Mr. John Walker, some um, a little more pointed and some with a little more nuance, but uh, our breeze Rob has a pretty good one. He says, I want to punch his face as well. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I thought you said like he has a really nuanced one, which I guess he does, uh, but... For some reason, when you said he has a really good one, I was thinking you meant nuanced. Like, and then the first thing I really want to punch his face. I'm like, well, that's is that as nuanced as we get? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Go for it. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to punch. I want to punch his face as well. However, he is on a mission. He doesn't want anything to interfere. Mission comes first. That comment is what it is, but his attitude toward his new role is what is expected. And then uh, mm. Mr. Fox comes back with what I like most about Walker is that he's not being written as a hero or villain. He's a person with a complicated set of motivations and perspectives, doing things that make sense for who he is. He may be an antagonist in the story, but he's being presented as a full person, not just a villain, which is so good. Yeah. yeah. And the Flag Smashers seem the same way. So I just, I love a show when you've got three distinct groups. You've got the Flag Smashers, the sort of government, and then you've got the heroes in the middle. And like Falcon and Winter Soldier are pretty much on different sides at this point, uh, and and they all have complicated motivations. They all seem like fully fleshed out characters. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to give a little credit to John Walker, hopefully I don't get too much flack for it, but it, I was actually pretty impressed <laughs> to see how well he was able to handle that shield. Like we saw the little snippets of Sam throwing it, getting stuck in the tree. But he, I mean, even in that scene where he kind, they kind of descended and had to help, uh, help Bucky and and Falcon there. Even even Bucky had that look like, am I like side by side with Steve right now? So there's something to be mm-hmm. said for the guy. Um, yeah, and him throwing his shield to save his save his friend, like it, it all felt very Steve-ish. And like when he's like on the edge of the thing and he pulls himself up, like I was like, and just goes in on these super soldiers. I was like, he's he's brave, he's strong, he's he seems like really like he's trying to do a good thing here. Um, but I had I just feel I have a feeling he's gonna lack nuance and he's gonna lack humility. Yeah. And those two things are gonna be his downfall. It seems like in the in the moment, like in the fight, he is very much uh just the same as Cap as as Steve was. When it comes down to it, like he's gonna do the right thing, he's gonna save uh, as many people as he can, he's gonna save his friends, he's you know, he's trying to fight the good fight. But then when it comes to like being outside of the fight and talking to anybody, he's just such a prick. Like <laughs> I hate him so much when he speaks. But like in that moment when he was throwing the shield around and, and trying to help, like, yeah, he seemed like a hero. Mm-hmm. And especially when they got into the more uh personal moments with him where he was, you know, not trying to put on the facade of Captain America. Um, when he was just having a discussion of like, like this is a lot. There's there's so much on me right now. There, like everyone expects something of me, 
Right. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can see, you know, that, that actual, that person there, you know, like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of real human in, and he's just, I, I get it. He's just trying to be the best that he can be, but he just sucks. Like, <laughs> you know, you pick the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, they built up so much goodwill with him. Like it's that first scene. I was like, Oh, they're doing it. Yep. Cause I, I joked in the stranded Panda chat on Facebook this week, link in the bu- link in the description, everybody. Um, I, I joked that what I want to see is them like take this character who we all hate immediately. And by the end of the series, make us yep. love him. Maybe we won't want him to be cap still, but we'll love him. And, uh, I, as soon as this episode started, I was like, Oh, they're going to do it. <laughs> like they're already humanizing him in such a big way. And then the end of the episode, I was like, Falcon was right. That he always got us have that one yep. last line that like ruins everything, you know. <laughs> last episode it was a wink. This episode it's like, stay out of my way. He just turned into such a bully. Yeah. He's such like a schoolyard bully when he's like, just get out of my way, <sighs> kid. Like, yeah. Don't talk to yeah. Falcon that way. Right. Don't talk to Who Bucky the hell that are way. You coming in there like that. Like right? we've we've been with these guys for years, like a decade now, and you just showed <laughs> mm-hmm. up now. You don't get to talk like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, well, after gussing up, gussing him up a little bit, I wouldn't be doing my my job as producer if I didn't uh, knock him down a peg as well, as well as incorporating some uh, some of our fantastic thirst comments here. So, uh, Melissa. <laughs> She's got a great comment here. I'm drier than I've ever been since fake ass cap took up half the episode. And then uh, <laughs> um, Haley Hobbs did uh, did mention one of the the actual good thirst moments we got when uh, Bucky did the sleeve oh, yeah. tear just before jumping out of the plane. That, yeah. was, that was pretty sweet. That was hot. That was real sweet. I love the that <laughs> when he jumps out of the plane, he's just like, nah! <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that jump out of the scene uh, plane yep. scene was amazing. He's like, yeah, I yeah, got I'll this. I'm fine. fine. <laughs> and he just like jumps out and land. That's like a real Hulk move, yep. like. Just jump and crash land, like not caring about yep. your person and, at all. Like he was fine, it was fine, but it was also like he yeah. hit the ground and was just like, "Oh, that sucked." <laughs> it was, it was so good, and like he he used his arm to like try to crash through the trees a little bit, and you know he he landed, and I I was hoping, I guess I was thinking he might you know do some sort of like hero landing. And and be you know super like Winter Soldier <laughs> landing, but nah, right? Like grab the trees and and, and yeah, use them yeah. to slow his fall and stuff. Nope. nope. I think he thought that too. That's the thing. He jumps out like I got no, this. I don't think he thought that at nope. all. I thought that he was he was like this is gonna suck a lot. <laughs> yep. I gotta imagine really uh, Sam has it set up to where. Red Wings footage automatically gets uploaded to the cloud because it'd be a real shame if we if we never get to see that footage after Red Wing um, got taken out. You yeah, know? did he uh, did he go back and get the hard drive? Like we really need that. <laughs> oh, the government's probably got it. Yeah, yeah, they said they were tracking him through Red Wing, so I think Red right. Wings, you know, Red Wings got cell signal, satellite, something. Turns out Red Wings been the spy all along. <laughs> Red Herring. We thought. <laughs> We thought someone on his team would uh would would, would betray him. Turns out, Turns it's, Red out it's Red Wing. Red Wing has been Mephisto mm-hmm. the whole time. <laughs> there it is. Oh. All right. Any other any other well, comments yeah, in the well, chat? While we're talking Scotty? about Bucky being in the field, uh, Melissa brought back up again that she and Haley were discussing about. Um, does it feel odd that Bucky is back in the fight? It seems like part of his pardon mentioned last episode um, that it should include not going on missions or being in combat. Which you know got kind of brought up at the very end of the episode too with the therapist. What was rule number yep. two? Don't hurt people. And we know he's going to see Zemo if he wants to hurt somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably that guy. Uh, also, it seems like it seems like it would be better for him not to get into the fight. But Cap, the new Cap, uh, says like, "Yeah, he's too valuable an asset to leave on the sidelines. Like we need him in the fight." And like basically clear get uses his power as captain america 
to clear him of his responsibilities to his own self care. So like, that's like not a great thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have a thought on that. Honestly, like in the, in the moment I was, um, I, I felt like Bucky went along with Sam. Like he said, I'm coming with you. No, you're not. And he was still there anyway. I feel like that's, that's him. Like he seemed a lot more excited about doing something, you know, like that we saw in the last episode. I think it's, he feels like he now has purpose or cause um, in the discussion with the, the doctor in the last episode, the doc said, you know, you're free. And he says to do what it's like, he doesn't have a, because he doesn't have a mission, he doesn't have a purpose and he's just kind of wasting away. But now, you know, since these flag smashers are out there and Sam's work to do, he's like, well, shit, I, I now have a mission. I'm deciding I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to help. I have, you know, and he seemed like he was more, chipper and upbeat even if he was kind of uh yeah. kind of grumpy about sam because you know they pick at each other hmm. melissa is providing some additional feedback in real time she's mentioning the fact that uh the therapist did say that he's a civilian now so yeah it's that's mm. almost even more of like the good cop or the buddy cop relationship the fact that you know sam's still trying to work within the system to some regard are they going to flip-flop by the end of the the series maybe yeah it really also all brings up the questions of like the sokovia accords and who are they and like 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 she said he's a civilian but uh i guess falcon is some sort of contractor so is he like an avenger is, is he working in as an avenger and all this all this like sort of third party not really with the government sort of situation or is he something else I, I don't know it's it's interesting i'd like i'd like a breakdown like the legally legal situation because apparently he's enough outside of the system that he can do things that john walker can't do but he's still in the system in that he's the sokovia Accords still exist right so i don't i don't know what all that means we should get a, a good breakdown on uh <laughs> the she-hulk series there we go yeah right That'd be so good if that whole series is just like super, super like Marvel in universe legalese about the Sokovia Accords. Just everything <laughs> we've seen so far in retrospect from a legal standpoint. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'd love that. Yeah. And that actually like that makes a lot of sense. We've talked a lot about uh, one of the major problems with the Sokovia Accords is that they require sort of like approval from a government body before they act. Maybe that's what She-Hulk is about is the like. It's the show where they deal with things after the fact they they deal with things after they've happened they they like punish or reward people based on their actions in the field um i don't know yeah mm. I'd, that'd be cool i mean we there was a, a damage control series in the works at one point in time right yep yep yeah that was going to be a, a comedy series from what i remember <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah and then dc did a similar one yes with a and it, I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Was that powerless? Uh, but I, yeah, okay. powerless. Okay. That was pretty good. But uh, it never really found its footing. Well, you yeah, know, well, it was in the wrong universe to be. <laughs> to be fair. good. Uh, that's, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> spe speaking of that universe, though. Speaking of that universe, we do have. Uh, we, we covered the Snyder Cut. I meant to mention this at the top or something. We. We talked about the Snyder Cut on Binger's Assemble this week. So me, Jay Scotty, and Ashley, so two of our wonderful producers and myself uh, from here at the MCU cast talked about the Snyder Cut over on Binger's Assemble this week. So please go check that out, and please subscribe to Binger's Assemble. We, now, the whole, that show was built on the idea that we would have movies, and we finally have movies again. Yeah. So like, it's, it's like we, we, we spent four months... I know, right? We spent four months building that show, and then as soon as we got it built, and like did a did a like thirteen episode run of X Men movies, all all movies were shut down due to COVID, and so now it's like a year later, we're finally getting movies again. So it's exciting. Uh, we're covering the Snyder Cut, and then uh, we're also going to cover um, uh, the Kong versus Godzilla. Me and uh, Nathaniel Muzzy are covering. Kong versus Godzilla, which I'm very excited about. Actually, it's that series has been better than I realized um, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it would be. Yeah, yeah, I've been really enjoying your guys' coverage of that. 
Thanks, man. Yeah. And it was a hell of a lot of fun to to hop on bingers and discuss the Snyder Cut with you. Like, All right. We're yeah. veering off the rails, getting into DC oh, yeah. territory. We should well, wrap me, uh, this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let me collect the uh, the yeah. last few comments here. They, I can kind of pull them all together because they are all kind of like uh, relating and hoping for you know some some comics deep cuts. So, um, L. Dimshar, mm. they're uh, they're hoping for D Man to pop up, and I wasn't familiar with D Man just based on D Man. So looking it up, uh, D Man is Demolition Man. Um, mm. So. That would be certainly interesting and kind of ties into uh, some other hopes and uh, expectations here. Dr. Kyle Berkeley says that he's thinking the Flag Smashers are either the Wrecking Crew or the Serpent Society, which would be pretty cool. I mean, we got that Serpent Society tease all the way back in 2014 with the, you know, the slate that was revealed at that point in time. El Capitan Theater. Correct. Announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a little bit of a misdirect, though. They were like, oh, yeah, Serpent Society. No, it's actually Civil War. Yeah, for sure it was, but that's uh, that, that would be cool if they actually did bring it in at this point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last one here, um, Ellie Kyar 87 says, it was, it was said that three properties will come from this series. I think two of them will mm-hmm. be Young Avengers and Masters of Evil. So, and Zemo was the last thing we Ooh. really saw. I think Masters of Evil, Evil will be a property, though. Will it be its own property? A la, like, Suicide Squad or whatever. Uh, I think that it's going to be more Thunderbolts. Like, it might be, like, it, you know, will will know that it's Masters of Evil, but it's actually Thunderbolts. Like, on the, on the, on the front, the facade is Thunderbolts, mm. and they're like, oh, yeah, government team. No, no, Masters of Evil, Dark Avengers, give me Dark Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there's that. There's also, uh, as as she mentioned, Young Avengers, Armor Wars. I think will spin off of this series. Um, but wh- yeah, who else? Who ends up coming out of this series with their own thing? I think Zemo is a good call. Uh, I think Armor Wars with Rhodey and possibly Falcon and uh, in there, Winter Soldier could end up with his own thing. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. We of good need that going Winter on. Soldier series. Yeah, what was it? What was it? Somebody said last night. Uh, oh, the burn notice on the chat. <laughs> yeah, burn notice. We, my name we, is Earl. Uh, yes, thing. yes. <laughs> burn notice meets my name is Earl. Oh gosh, who said that last night? It was was it Brian Keegan and maybe Muzzy? Uh, I don't know. Brian Keegan I'm sounds bad. right. I do believe that's, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, that's that's a clever guy right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so and someone else, and I'm not. That's not coming to me right now. But uh, yeah. We need a we need a Winter Soldier show that is Burn Notice meets My Name Is Earl, where he's like checking things off his list. Oh, it was Paul Hoppy who did oh, like okay. the, he did the whole intro. That's what it was. Yeah, Paul Hoppy rewrote rewrote the My Name Is Earl intro, but it included details from uh, uh, the Winter Soldier's life. Nice, really, really nice. funny. Okay, well that is, sounds like we're about wrapped up, yeah. guys. Uh, Jay Scotty, thank you for being here. Pleasure. Uh, tell. Tell the people about your new podcast that should have a feed very soon. It's not up yet. Yes, it's uh, called Animation Deliberation, and it's an action, animation, and cartoon-focused podcast. So we're going to be covering, you know, all the long-standing series that, uh, um, you know, bring some of our favorite characters to life in some of the best ways. So we're starting off uh, with Young Justice. I'm sure we'll be covering Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, Amazon just dropped Invincible, so we're excited to get into that as well. So. If, uh, you know, animation is, is your thing and you dig these comic book characters, uh, definitely join us there and please uh, let us know what series you're interested in because there's so many out there. Um, I'm excited to get the opportunity to dive into so many of them. Uh, so yeah, please join us. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that show to be on the network and like animation is definitely a big blind spot for the network up until now. So it's going to be cool. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, that it will be all for us. We'll be back soon. Please check out the uh, the Bingers Assemble feed uh, for lots of fun stuff. And we have trivia in Marvel Cinematic Universe trivia every Wednesday night. At uh, we start the feed at seven o'clock on twitch.tv slash TV and we uh, go until uh, and we we start the actual trivia around seven thirty. Uh, and like all you need to do is sign up for a Twitch account and you play right in the chat. It's a lot of fun and we give away prizes and stuff. We're giving away two Oculus Quest this season. 
So uh, if you get a chance, come uh, come hang for that. Um, all right. Peace. Later. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>